Hello, and welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. You know, I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. Quite excited about this one. You know, I was in uh, Vancouver last week, as I'm recording this, and I had some crazy questions as I was speaking to just many people. Um, company folks, uh, cops, citizens, and I thought, you know, I should do one on common policing myths. So, (laughs) there's a lot of them. We all know that, right? We've got our own. we got the, the people that always ask that one question where you go, where did they come up with this? But I've come up with eight. It's obviously not the full list, but it's eight of them that we are going to talk about today. So we're going to start with Miranda rights. For, for my non-police that listen, and I did look. Thank you all for um, uh, growing the listenership. We do have some non-police listening. Miranda rights, that is, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, blah, 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 blah. So the Miranda warning, these rights are uh, read to people in police custody, but only those who are about to be interviewed or interrogated. You know, some people have the misconception that Miranda warnings have to be read to every person who's arrested. I've even heard people in jail go, well, they never really arrested me because I didn't read Miranda. But they didn't ask you anything. I mean, if you're public drunk, and that's pretty easy to tell, then there's no reason to ask you anything, right? So the requirements that the rights be read actually only apply, again, to when they intend to question the suspect. No questioning, no reading. The failure to read it doesn't make the arrest invalid. It simply means that if the officer were to make a mistake and then start questioning you without Miranda, then that can't be used in court. But Miranda doesn't always have to be read. Number two, speed traps. I know. I got got an agency not far from me that um, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's their prime directive. But, but nonetheless, you know, for, for some people, they, they believe that officers must be visible at all times in order for them to write a traffic ticket. And if they don't, then it's invalid. Well, the invalid in that point would be what we call entrapment. Now, now let me take a sidestep here. There are still some jurisdictions that require traffic enforcement cars to have reflective lettering on them with a, you know, a certain size of that lettering and, and the font and all of that. But a lot of that is starting to go away. The most important to remember here is that's not entrapment. See, entrapment is when law enforcement entices or encourages someone to commit a crime and then arrests them for it. So like they say, hey man, crack's not bad for you. mm you know, I uh, see some over there on the ground. Somebody must have dropped it. Why don't you blaze up while I'm standing right here? That'd be great. And then as soon as they do, 
you arrest them. That's entrapment. But it's not entrapment if you're just sitting there. So uh, an officer that's concealed, running radar or laser or whatever, is not entrapment because the officer is simply watching for speeders. He's not holding up a sign that says, it's okay to speed, go ahead, no laws today. And then as soon as you do it, he tickets you. He's just watching for them. So it's not entrapment. They don't have to be fully visible. Um, we can do what we need to do to keep the traffic safe. Oh, this is a good one here. Undercover cops. <laughs> do they have to tell you they're cops? Right? I mean, and, and we see this, a lot of these we see in uh, on, on television and movies and things like that. And, and they, <laughs> they come up and they go, hey man, before I sell you this dope, are you a cop? You know, you have to tell me if you're a cop. No, no, we don't. And the greatest thing is I, I kind of hate even putting this out there, but I'm kind of leaning on the fact that I hopefully don't have too many, you know, drug dealers listening to this, but I want them to continue to think that because if they really believe that, that an undercover, an undercover narcotics officer has to tell them they're a cop or it's invalid, let them keep believing that. Because then we just keep making the arrests. But that doesn't, that's, that's crazy. We're talking entrapment again. Yes, indeed. But for undercover operations, see, for entrapment, you have to know that a police officer is telling you to do something wrong and then arresting you for doing it, like, like enticing you into it. But for undercover operations, suspect don't know the officer is really an officer. So they can't reasonably say that an undercover officer is enticing them to act unlawfully. So strike three on that one. Number four, if there's a mistake on the ticket, it gets thrown out. Heard that a ton of times. Like you, you misspelled my name. My date of birth happens to be slightly wrong. The, the color of my car isn't that color. You said it was burgundy and I think it's red. No. <laughs> Minor errors do not equal a dismissal. I've even had friends call me, read the ticket to me and go, well, you know, we were, we're actually more toward the corner of Elman West than we were at the corner of Elman East. So I think this is invalid. No, provided those streets are very close to each other. So, so the minor errors, small spelling errors or getting the color of your car wrong, not generally going to invalidate the ticket. Now, of course, if everything on the ticket is wrong, eh, the judge might take that into account. But really, only major errors, like charging the driver with an illegal turn, but you actually wrote the ticket for speeding when there was no speeding, that's going to cause an issue with the ticket. Usually see that with the, you know, the rookie officers who just write down a uh, you know, traffic code and they didn't check it. But, but even that, that's really, really rare. But people all the time, like, had somebody call me not long ago. Hey, uh, this officer was, you know, positioned this way and I don't think he was looking that way. And I'm not sure if it, how do you know what he was thinking? And basically I just told the person just, just, I knew the officer and I said, you know, just pay the ticket. You, you, you were speeding. And they're like, yeah, I was speeding. Well, just pay the ticket, get over it. Number five, it's legal in my state. So it must be legal everywhere. <laughs> no. Always check your local laws to make sure you're within those laws. Back in the day, window tint was a big one on this. We'd have people from other 
uh, jurisdictions or sometimes other states come in and some states allow really dark window tint, even that mirrored tint that make, they make the outside of your window look like a mirror. And, and Georgia says, no, no, that's not going to happen. And we'd pull them over and, and, you know, generally talk to them about it. Hey, how long are you going to be here? Cause you need to get that off. You know, if they just moved in, some people just moved and they didn't want to peel it off and shoot. I've seen some state patrol guys literally stand there and have the person peel it off if it was just there. So that's minor, but you know what we're seeing more and more is the carrying of firearms or possession of marijuana. Some people think that because they have a firearms license in Washington state, that that, that might completely be okay in Georgia. Now, granted, uh, we do have one, what's called reciprocity, where, where you know, the, the firearms laws try to marry up across states so, so everybody has uh, somewhat equal rights there, but... It's the concealed carry that gets kind of crazy in some states. So you got to watch that. The big one right now, and I talked to so many agencies about it, is the possession of marijuana. Just because marijuana may be legal in your state, let's even call it recreationally, right? It's certainly not legal in all states. And because it's still not legal recreationally federally, then let me just put it this way. If you go through the Denver airport, Okay. And I love this when I go through the Denver airport, just make a game out of it. It's not very hard. You can easily pick out the folks who are waiting for a plane who have obviously just completely smoked the rest of whatever they bought while they were there and could probably fly home on their own without the plane. It's kind of comical. I like watching it, but you can't take it there. And thus, you can't drive from, say, Colorado to Georgia and, you know, have what they would consider a legal amount or really any amount in your car. You're going to be arrested. And no, pulling out the medical card will not necessarily get you out of trouble if that state doesn't recognize marijuana as legal or even medically legal, right? You got to take some time to do some research to figure out where you are in guise to the law, right? Next one, this is a good one too. And a lot of these struck me because they happened to me and a lot of these are probably striking you the same way, but I like this one a lot. The cop must show me their radar for the speeding ticket to be legal. Come on, how many of us have had that happen? I mean, well, okay, in the era of, of laser, maybe not as much, but then again, I had people ask when I was using that, but especially in radar, you know, you'd pull them over, sir, I clocked you going 52 and a 45, may I have your license and insurance. Well, uh, I, I want to see your radar. You just, like, what, the device? No, I want to see, and one guy literally said, oh, no, I want to see the printout. The, the what? The, the printout for the radar machine. I said, yeah, I don't know where you got that. There, There's no printout. It's, it's a device. It's mounted to my windshield, and it tells me the speed. There's no way to print it out. No, no, there is. Oh, I'm going to go to court. It's going to get thrown out. You know how many dead? Yeah, zero. That th I don't know even know where people got this one. That that was the this is one that's been around forever. It's kind of become an urban myth, I guess, but very well implanted urban myth. It's not possible. As a matter of fact, the officer has no reason to prove his court. I mean, prove his case on the street. He proves it in court. 
and you go from there. So, so, you know, and it doesn't endear you very much to say, you know, I'm going to fight this because I want to see the printout. And I think you just guessed. And well, guess what, folks? For those of you who are not police, radar is not the only method. We have radar. We have laser. Those are both mechanical methods. However, some agencies, some states, some jurisdictions still use what's called pacing, which means they can just literally be driving behind you at a reasonable distance and match your speed. And in many courts, that is completely applicable. What are you going to ask them to see there? Their, their speedometer? <laughs> Don't fall down that path. It, it will not go well for you. Next on the list for today, if they didn't find the drugs on me, I can't be convicted. Wow. This one was great. You know, all they have to be is what, what's considered legally within your control. What's the definition within your control? Wow. That depends on the articulation. So let's, for instance, if you're in your car and let's say you're the only person in your car and I walk up to your car, it's night. I got my little flashlight. I'm talking to you. You were speeding, you, you know, taillight out turn signal, whatever it may be. I'm not pulling you over for dope because I don't know that unless I had a tip. So let's just say it's a traffic stop. And I get up there and I'm like any good cop going to shine my flashlight through the through the uh, car to make sure that there's nobody hiding or, or anything like that or you know, dead body in the backseat. And I'm, I see a bag of what I believe to be marijuana behind the passenger seat. And now I can smell what I know to be the odor of marijuana. Guess whose it is? <laughs> it's the drivers telling me that, man, I don't know. I had some friends in the car. They must have dropped it. You know what? Might be true. But possession means, well, possession. You're in possession. Yeah, you can come to court and argue the fact that it was your your your, your, your dopehead friend that, would, that left it there. But he better be there to say, yes, it was my dope. <laughs> if he's not then you're going down for him. That is not going to work. And and one of my favorites here is we, we used to, you know, get out with people. Maybe there was a fight, a, a club got rowdy and, and we had to arrest some folks. We start to pat them down and you get the little bags of dope in their pocket. Right. And, and this is starting to make its way into urban legend status, but this really isn't an urban legend. This one, I'll let you in on a secret. This one's real. And every cop listening to me, focus in for a minute because I doubt there'll be any of you that haven't heard this in reality. Now the public has heard this and probably thinks that it's a joke or a myth. This one is not. So with the, if they didn't find the drugs on me, I can't be convicted. Well, what if we find the drugs on you in your pants pocket? Mm -hmm. The very common answer and I'm not joking, is, oh, man, you know, look, I, I put these pants on this morning. They were in a corner on the floor. And I, realized, I just realized, just now realized, that these are my brother's pants. These aren't my pants. These are my brother's pants. This must be his dope. Whew, that's a stretch and has never worked. <laughs> However, if you are going to say that, you know, put some oomph into it because it does kind of brighten our day when folks say it like that. Cause we go, Oh yeah, your brother's pants. Okie dokie. That's fine. How come your wallet was in your brother's pants? How come your house keys were in your brother's pants? How come your, is this your money in your brother's pants? Oh uh, uh, yeah. The only thing that is in your pants that, that, that is not yours 
is is the dope. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Going along with this one, you know, the, if they don't find it on me, then I can't be convicted. Here's another favorite. We're going to end with this one today. And it is so, so number eight. And by the way, I have a number nine. So stand by. Little little secret there. Little Little zinger. So number eight is... If I'm just in the car while my friends are committing a crime, then I'm good. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Now, granted, if your friends testify when we go to court that they they just told you to drive up to a convenience store to get a you know get a drink and you did not realize that they were going to rob the convenience store, yeah, maybe if your friends want to do that. How many times have I seen that? Yeah, none. But nonetheless, it could happen, right? In you know, in a world with a purple sky and you know, dragons flying around. But nonetheless, if you just drive up and you think in your head that you know what, if I just don't get out and I don't touch the gun and I don't, I mean, I actually heard that from a guy once. Yeah, I was in there when he robbed the place. Yeah, I knew he was going to rob the place, but I didn't rob the place. I was just there with him. Yeah. The, the best thing about that one was he actually testified to that in court. And one of the only times I've heard it, the jury began to laugh. And I thought at that point, yep, that's it, buddy. Just uh, just go ahead and put on the orange jumpsuit and the slides and, and, and have a good time there. Right. So there are some eight common policing myths, but I said I had a ninth and I do, but I'm about out of time for today to get into the ninth. So let me give you a little snippet of what it's going to be. And this was a big one this last week. I was thinking about this a lot. I had a lot of people give me a lot of different opinions on it. And, and you know, it struck me. So I'm gonna give you a little snippet of it here. And, but, but in two weeks when I release that one, make sure you dial in, it'll be uh, podcast number 10. So privacy. Wow. Do we have a right to privacy? Where are those rights to privacy? Most people seem to believe in today's society that you have a right to privacy wherever you are. Hmm, not true. Now, granted, it's a bit of a moving target, right? It's a bit of a moving target, but I'm not going to give you so much opinion give you a little bit of opinion in the next one, but I'm actually going to bring this straight from the United States Supreme Court. What does the Supreme Court say about privacy? We're going to talk about privacy in public places. Hmm. Is there any? Hmm. Interesting. Private places. Well, what's, what's a private place? We're going to talk about the web as well. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I was going to get in that today, but I realized as I'm putting the rest of these together, I'm just not going to have enough time to do it justice. So that will be podcast number 10. So dial in for that one. And now let's take a look at some crazy, but true police blotter stories. Boy, I've got some good ones for you today. Let's begin in Indiana, Marion, Indiana, a distracted driver ran his car into the back of a very large pickup truck. As the pickup driver uh, got out of his car to exchange information, the driver that hit him, yeah, you bet it, put it in reverse and drove away as fast as he could. Pickup driver was not able to get any tag information, just a generic vehicle. Obviously, look for the white car with the front end torn off, but nonetheless, he drove off. But not to worry, because as the pickup driver looked at the damage to his vehicle, he saw the other car's license plate that had been skewered by the tow hitch on his truck. You got it. Police arrived, 
ran the hit and run driver's tag and arrested them very shortly thereafter. How about some university crime? A popular university's bookstore manager was caught stealing $20,000 in textbooks. How was he caught? I mean, you got new, you've got used, you got books sold from, from student to student. How in the world did they catch him? Well, this guy wasn't exactly, let's just say, he might have been the university bookstore's manager, but I doubt he actually went to the university. Let's just call it that, because he was caught stealing them in the universe, I mean, selling them in the university dining hall. Yeah, right there in the dining hall. And everybody knew who he was. Kind of weird, right? But, you know, I was thinking about this. I mean, come on. How many could he have possibly sold? $20,000 worth of textbooks. That's like, what, three college textbooks? Yeah, it's not that bad. Sticking with the college here for a minute. A 20-year-old college student was booked into a Washington jail for underage drinking. Well, he was released from jail. Um, but on the way out, he saw a Christmas tree right in the lobby of the jail. And you guessed it, started stealing the packages from underneath the Christmas tree. He started opening them. Where did he open them? Did he open them at home? Did he make a getaway? No, because he was still coming off the drunk. He was in the parking lot, not even in a car. He was in the parking lot. He starts opening them, right? And soon finds that one box was completely empty. One was in tissue box. And the other one just contained toilet paper. Mm -hmm. You know what else he discovered that day? He discovered that you can indeed be arrested twice in the same day. Yep, he learned that one pretty quick. Let's go over to Texas. A game warden in Texas stopped a pair of men fishing without valid fishing licenses. One of them didn't have proper identification, so the man without the ID knew he had an active warrant. Mm -hmm. I could have put this in the common police units, couldn't I? Follow me on this one. He knew he had a warrant, so what did he do? Well, he gave the name and date of birth of a friend of his thought he was scot-free. The problem is, this guy's not good at picking friends. You guessed it, <laughs> the man whose name was given to the warden also had warrants for his arrest, so he was arrested for those. Now, while being booked into jail under the false name, the man said, no, 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 that's not me. Uh, okay, I gave you a false name. It, it, it's me. I'm, I'm this guy. They ran that one, found the other warrants, and booked him for his warrants and an extra charge of lying to a police officer. The stupidity just never ends. There's one thing, you know, I work, I work pretty hard on the podcast, getting, getting them together and doing some research on them. The one thing I don't have to work hard on is the stupid criminals. They just keep coming. They'll never run out. So the last one for today. Last but well, not least, Crossville, Tennessee. Officers there arrested a woman after a very unusual police chase. Police say Sally Shelby took an electric shopping cart from a local Walmart store. You know those little get-around things you can just grab at Walmart? Yeah. Uh, they arrested her because she took it and was driving it down Highway 127. But she was in the slow lane. Thank, thank you, Sally, for following that. Police described it as, this is straight out of the account, police described it as they pursued her at a, quote, very low speed, I would say. Now, officers were able to get her to stop. Probably not hard. Probably didn't even have to pit her. However, that would have been a fantastic video to watch. But they asked her, what are you doing? And she looked at them with, a, with as an officer said, stone cold face, as if she didn't even know why she was being asked. And she said, well, I took the cart from Walmart and I was taking it to, 
You can't make this stuff up, folks. I was driving it to the Waffle House to get a cup of coffee. Is that like, that's like stupid criminal gold right there, right? Not only do we have Walmart, but we also threw Waffle House in there. What a good one to end on. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Had that happen in the past, and I appreciate you guys for giving me those topics. Some of them are coming. Stand by. And maybe you have a funny police story you'd like to share with me. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas. And check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore offthebeat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.